Way back when I was in high school, I took French for three years, but now I know nothing. (laughs) So in January 2023, I decided I really wanted to commit to learning French. I chose Babbel. I knew that Babbel was designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tools for learning a new language are approachable, rooted in real life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. I feel accomplished when I hear that lets me know I got an answer right. So on my most recent trip to France, I actually nervously tried out my Babbel French skills and it was fun. I didn't feel so in the dark. So if you would like to add learning a new language to your new year, new me list, then I've got a treat for you. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners to get you started right now. You can get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash SPQ. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPQ, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SPQ. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey girl, hey, and thanks for dropping in to the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. Candid convo for the girl needing a lifestyle plot twist when she's deciding if it's time to switch, pivot, or quit. I'm Ayana Angel, a former sports entertainment publicist in New York City turned traditionally published author with Simon & Schuster who quit my old life to write a book, live in London for a bit, and explore my dreams to find my happiness and fulfillment. I'm here to help encourage and guide you through your plot twist years as your chief encourager and host of the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. In today's show, we're going to touch on a topic that caused some good, juicy commentary. The post that I posted said something along the lines of this. Being popular on social media is like being rich in Monopoly money. The ladies you're about to meet, I consider them very knowledgeable women. And actually, for the purposes of this conversation, I think it's important to note that both women on Instagram have more than 10,000 followers. All right. So on the line with us today, we have Miss Chris, who is the affordable luxury queen and YouTubing big hair beauty with more than 2.5 million views. And then we have Danielle, who is a fashion and beauty consultant, as well as a freelance writer and creator of the Style and Beauty Doctor blog. So welcome to the show, ladies. Hello. So, Miss Chris, we are going to start with you. I want you to tell us, what was your thought process when you made the comment that said being popular on social media is like being rich in Monopoly money? Well, I saw your comment, and I would like to thank you for having me on because I feel like I need to explain myself. (laughs) I said it having lots of Instagram followers. It can be fake like Monopoly money. It can also be like walking around with a fake Louis Vuitton purse, okay? But let me sort of back up, I think, and give the lead in, the contact to which I said that. I believe the conversation we were talking about had something to do about just the facade and the smoke and mirrors of Instagram, right? So you follow these influencers or people with these huge accounts, like huge numbers, and you're seeing their fantastic and fabulous photos. 
And that's their highlight reel and they're putting it out there and you're following and buying into it. But because I know people and I'm following and knowing things, I know then sometimes the back end means maybe some bills aren't getting paid or things aren't always as they seem financially. And so I was talking about folks not being able to translate followers like engagement into coins. That means, in my opinion, that your followers and all of that sort of clout, it's fake because you're not able to really capitalize off of it, which for many of us as a business, that's what we're here to do. So if you can't turn your followers and your engagements and your like and all that kind of stuff in Instagram into a viable business, what good is it? It's like walking around the mall with a fake Louis Vuitton purse. It looks good, but it has no real value. Okay. That's so what I meant. So I just want to clarify. I think some people had misconstrued what I was saying. Okay. <laughs> So, Danielle, when that comment was made, what were your thoughts on the topic? I totally agree, as I do with many things that Miss Chris says. It's funny because not too long ago, I want to say maybe less than two years ago, I read an article on, it was online, it was an actual reputable site. And they did a story on people who have large YouTube followings. That could be anywhere from like over 200,000, 300,000, maybe even over a million followers. And these are people who like, they can barely go outside because people are like, oh my God, it's you. I love you, yada, yada, yada. But these people still, and, and when I say still work a regular job, I'm not saying that I'm talking down on anybody because shoot, I worked a regular job for, you know, more than a decade. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a regular job. But what this article was talking about was the fact that these people had like all of this fame on YouTube, but then they would go clock in at their regular job and they could barely do their job or like their managers or whoever were complaining because there would be so much disruption because their fans were showing up. But the audience would get hostile with them because anytime they would try to do an ad, they would get upset. Oh, you're not being real. This is not the content I'm used to getting from you. And why are you selling out? And those type of comments. And then one thing I really took away from that was like, wow, this person has a lot of people who love them, but they haven't really had a chance to cultivate their audience. So yeah, I read a lot of articles on influencer marketing because, you know, I like to keep abreast of what's going on in the industry. And I think a lot of things that not only influencers, but brands as well get misconstrued a lot is that they'll see somebody with a million followers and they're thinking, oh my God, that's a home run for our brand because that's a million eyeballs, that's a million people that trust this influencer, love them, want to hear what this person has to say. But I think what happens is when that audience is not cultivated, who knows what these people are interested in? So it's like you can be throwing out some kind of messaging there. You can be putting some sort of ad or something that you're trying to monetize, but then it doesn't work because then it's like, okay, so Susie has a million followers, but let's say like 650,000 of them are guys that are only there to look at Susie's booty. If right. she doesn't add for a lipstick company, that's more than half her audience that's not tuning in for that. So I really right, think exactly. that people aren't really cultivating their audiences. And I've heard other influencers say, well, I don't have a hundred thousand followers and I don't have this and you really don't need it. What you really need to do is cultivate your audience. If you target a certain niche audience, that right there, you could have 5,000 followers, but if you're really engaging with your audience, the audience engages with you. If you are talking about, I don't know, green jackets all the time or green fashion 
and all he took about his green fashion, even if you have 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 followers, those people are really engaged with you. You can probably monetize more than Susie, who has a million followers, more than half of which are guys that like to look at Susie's booty. I think the engagement is really the key word, and I wish I could like just shake brands and really get them to understand that. But like, I did a collaboration one time with a YouTube star, and she has a huge following. I mean, like mine was like peanuts compared to the following she had. But you know how brands be tracking everything with their little bitly links and whatnot. And when we went back and looked at everything, like my smaller audience, because we is homies like that over there on youtube.com slash miss chris we actually (laughs) drove more eyeballs to their website than the other girl that i collaborated with so it just really has to go with engagement and i think that's key and i wish brands would Mm -hmm. understand that i'd rather have 10 dope homies that you know like what i do and i can provide them with good content and we can just live happily ever after So it's about being targeted and it's about also having influence. I know, Danielle, you mentioned that word influence, and I think that people use that term loosely. And that's how a comment such as Kristen's can be made, because everybody wants to call themselves an influencer, especially once they reach a certain status, let's say, on any social media platform, then they are perceived as, or they might perceive themselves as an influencer. But the true meaning behind and the true strength behind being a real influencer is that you can say, I just bought this or I just use this product. I love it. And it's flying off the shelves. That's it. The best example is Oprah. Mm. Oprah is an influencer at her core. So if Oprah set commands a certain amount of money to do a deal with a brand, they're going to pay her what she's commanding because they know beyond a shadow of a doubt, she's proven herself that she has influence. You may have someone on Instagram that has 100,000 followers, but if they are not in the business of talking to their audience a certain way, or if they don't have anything to sell, if they don't have anything to move units with, if they're not collaborating with anybody or doing anything, all they're doing is being cute and taking pictures, then it is monopoly money because it won't translate. Especially if, let's say this, you've been having a presence on an Instagram account for a year plus, two years plus. You have a huge following, but you've never tried to sell them anything. You've never talked to them about buying something, doing something, and, and had any type of call to action. The moment you start trying that, It might feel inorganic. You have to still manage Mm -hmm. to be authentic with it. It might feel pushy. It might feel gross, actually. So then at that point, it is monopoly money because now you can't sell anything. You can't move any units. You have numbers, but you don't have influence. First of all, can I just say, I hate when people call themselves influencers. It annoys me. I just feel I shouldn't call myself an influencer, even though I know that's the term and that's what we do. But I just feel naturally someone else should call me an influencer. Yeah, it's like expert. I should be tooting your horn, calling you an expert, introducing you as an expert, introducing you as an influencer. And you just do what you do. Yeah, I'm a content creator. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, this is the stuff I like to hear on the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. But we will be right back after this quick break. Way back when I was in high school, I took French for three years, but now I know nothing. (laughs) So in January 2023, I decided I really wanted to commit to learning French. I chose Babbel. I knew that Babbel was designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tools for learning a new language are approachable, 
rooted in real life situations and delivered with conversation based teaching. I feel accomplished when I hear that lets me know I got an answer right. So on my most recent trip to France, I actually nervously tried out my Babbel French skills and it was fun. I didn't feel so in the dark. So if you would like to add learning a new language to your new year, new me list, then I've got a treat for you. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners to get you started right now. You can get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash SPQ. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPQ spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SPQ. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm sure it's not hard for you to believe that one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. About a year ago, I signed up for the Lifetime All Languages Learning account with Babbel because I'm just that enthusiastic to learn. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed to help you start immersing yourself in a new language ASAP. They also have these cool virtual, very intimate classes that you can drop into and you can interact with other students as well as learn hands-on from a teacher. Babbel's tips and tools are accessible and they are approachable. So if you're really serious about learning that new language, here's a special limited time deal for our listeners, okay? Right now, you get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash SPQ. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPQ spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SPQ. Rules and restrictions may apply. So let's hop into some of these social media comments. We have comments both from Instagram and Facebook. And the first comment comes from Instagram. The first Mm -hmm. comment says, disagree. There are so many opportunities that can be monetized by having a large following and being an influencer. But she did put influencer in quotes. See, I think she would change her answer to agree if she'd heard my lead into it because absolutely I agree if you are a I'm using my air quotes influencer and that's the way your bank account and your Instagram and everything is set up then cool yeah I would agree as well as long as your audience is cultivated then obviously having a million followers if I had a million followers the way that I have my the 22,000 that I have now on Instagram if I had a million of those same type of followers of course like that'd be amazing But unfortunately, what happens sometimes is, going back to some of these articles that I've read before, sometimes when people who have a lot of followers, sometimes people follow because you have a lot of followers, and they're like, oh, what's going on? Why are people following this person? You get a lot of that, and a lot of people who may not be totally into the topic that it is that you talk about, but if you have a specific niche, say, like makeup or fashion or something like that, nine times out of ten, your audience is into that. But if you're someone who say, I like to follow a lot of the online comedians that make really funny videos and things like that, those people I love to watch because I love their content. 
But sometimes they may put out ads that don't necessarily relate to me because everybody can relate to laughing or jokes and things like that. But not everyone's going to relate to, let's say, a men's shaving balm or women's tampon or a new sports car. So you really have to have your audience cultivated. But that's a really interesting point that you bring up the flip side of that, the audience, because I'll never forget, I was in New York one time and I was sitting on the subway and I was sitting next to this girl who I had never really watched someone scroll through their Instagram before and like studied it. And this girl seemed to have a lot of photos. She was getting caught up on whatever, but she was just scrolling. Mm -hmm scrolling Mm -hmm. never stopped never like never really even paused she was just like scrolling and I was like is she even like really looking at the photo or taking in so I'm assuming she probably follows a lot of people and Mm -hmm. her engagement's probably low like her interaction with these accounts was probably low she was just following just the look that's the whole other like flip side of the coin you know because it's not always like I'm not just here to say like it's like the influencer's fault or whatever but that's the flip side of the coin sometimes you do get these audiences for whatever reason that are just there to look and not super unfortunate and it's funny that you should say that about the way people scroll because I noticed that from I have a niece and nephew who are in their early 20s and I watch them go through Instagram and I'm like hold up you just broke past one of my pictures you ain't double tapped but people some people really do look at Instagram differently like you, you know the girl that you mentioned my niece and nephew they're like breezing through their timeline and their feed. Whereas me, I follow people I really want to follow. I can't follow a lot of people because, you know, there's just certain things that I need to see in my feed and certain things I do not need to see in my feed. So when I actually go through my feed, it's people that I might know in person in real life. Yeah. But they're people whose content I really love. I'm like going through, reading the caption, yeah. tapping, leaving comments. I'm all in. I have had a mentee and altercation with a friend, okay, who realized that I wasn't following them on Instagram. But specifically for Instagram, I try and keep it work-related. So if you post in the same photo that I already see on your Facebook page where I already follow you, friend, like I'm not going to follow you on Instagram. Right. Sorry. So I don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of people for that specific reason. Like, I like to look at my feed and be inspired. And like you, I, like, sweat through every photo, and I click on a link, and I'm all up in the captions, and it takes me to the next page that maybe I find inspiring and I start following. So if it's just a baby photo, like, I saw that on Facebook. Like, we good. But that's the difference also between people that are using Instagram and social media for business and people that are using it for pleasure. There's a huge divide in that space. And I think that's the other thing that sometimes people don't account for. Just because someone is on social media does not mean that they're looking to buy from you or to entertain Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you may be selling, whether it be you're selling yourself, you're selling a third party's product, whatever it is, Instagram and its origin was not started as a marketing tool. It became Mm -hmm. a marketing tool because marketers saw the value and they saw where they could tap into people that had this perceived influence because they gained all of this, these eyeballs in some of them a very short amount of time. In its origin, it was a photo sharing site. But one thing I will say about Instagram that I do admire And it could also be the fact that I engage a lot with the content that comes through my feed. I don't know how this might work for the people like my niece and nephew and the girl that was sitting next to Kristen on the train, the scrollers, how that might work out for them. But since I engage with my content so much on Instagram, since they started putting the ads, 
some of them I've been like, okay, why is this in my feed? But a lot of those ads that come up in my Instagram feed are things that I've either, you know how now you could save on Instagram. There've been a lot of ads where I've, I've saw something and I was like, oh my God, I need to save that for inspiration for later or something I've actually bought because of the ads that are on Instagram. So I'd have to say that the way they're able to tap into the way that the type of accounts that you engage with and the type of content that you look at and try to pair it with a product, I think that's amazing too. Because Instagram is owned by Facebook and Facebook actually hired and has these marketing companies that they work with to basically target, to help the Facebook ads community better target their ads. The funny thing is, and I don't use my personal Facebook as much as I do. I'm usually on my Style and Beauty Doctor Facebook page more than I am on my Danielle Gray Facebook page. But anytime I've actually gone through Facebook, my Facebook ads are just like a mishmash of, look, maybe this will work, maybe it won't. I feel so, like, I feel like whatever company that, you, that uh, Facebook has used to, for their Instagram ads is doing a much better job than the ads I see on my Facebook page. And again, it could come back down to the fact that I don't interact much on my personal Facebook page, why my ads just seem to be like all over the place. So they're probably able to gather more information from you Mm -hmm. in terms of you as a user from Instagram versus Facebook. I want to read a comment from, I'm going to say her name, my candy shop, because she is out there. Yeah, she's a blogger. She's in the space. So I don't think that she would mind us reading her comment because, hey, she's public. (laughs) So my candy shop said, being popular with a large following does not always equate to being engaged with your audience, which is what a lot of companies are looking for. 100,000 followers, but only 300 likes and two comments hella popular with zero influence. So she definitely bought they following or, or some alternative stacks. <laughs> so that's the thing. And that's another reality when we're talking about the monopoly mm-hmm. money. A lot of people aren't owning the fact that even some people that have huge followings now, they're not owning the fact that at some point they bought a portion right. of their following and then it was able to grow because just like you said, Danielle, sometimes people just follow because they see a lot of other people following. So they think a lot of the people following. Exactly. So their audience is not true through and through. Mm-hmm. A portion of it is purchased and a portion of it is organic, let's say. But then that goes back to our point on cultivating your audience and having them prepared to do the type of business you want to do. If you've bought a bunch of followers who then only got you more followers because they're following you because people are looking, nobody's really participating in the finance of the business. So what good was right. that? Like I said, I will take 10 strong homies that we can mm-hmm. develop an amazing relationship and have a good Instagram vibe going on than a whole bunch of fugazi. To that point, and this is something that, because I, I feel that there's a shift in blogging that happened. Well, there are many shifts in blogging. So I've had my blog for 10 years. This year makes 10 years. And there have been a lot of, thank you. There have been a lot of shifts. And I started when blogging was something where people were so excited about the fact that there was people who looked like you and who talked like you and who shopped at the same places as you were online talking about the things that you like. So there wasn't this need for these highly styled photos and, and things like that. Then the next wave was 
you know, the highly styled photos. And it was hearing more of what the magazine industry was doing. And I think it progressively ticked up where it was like perfection was the trend and the name of the game Mm -hmm. and social media where it was like, I wanted to follow an unfollowing a lot of bloggers who I didn't really relate to them, but I love their imagery. And, you know, as somebody who's a fashion lover and somebody who just was a visual person, like, you ain't got to look nothing like me or have anything that I can even afford. If I like the way the image looks, like, you know, I might be interested in, in following you just for the visual. But, yeah, and I think that people started to get really tired of it. And I would see a lot of posts from a lot of my fellow bloggers where they were just, like, over the perfection. And then Snapchat came out and Instagram yeah. stories. And people realized that you could show all kind of facets of your brand from the very polished Instagram to the off-duty off and for me, I felt like I wanted a happy medium. I've always wanted my personality and for me to shine through in my post because everybody's a beauty blogger out there. And what's going to differentiate me from anyone else who is a beauty blogger is that I'm me and that's my power. You know what I mean? So I right. think that within the last couple of months, as I was trying to plan out how I want to go with my content for 2017 and where I want to go with my branding, I went towards a back-to-basics approach. Okay, why did I start blogging? And this is why I wanted to do it. This is what I enjoy doing. And I want to be able to teach people beauty. But then I also, and this also comes from getting older, because once you hit 30, you hit a high level of, I don't give up about what people think about me. (laughs) So there's a lot of that in, and back to Kristen's point, she'd rather have 10 solid homies. I'm so the same way. I want to create content that I love, that I know the people who really show out, like people who come to Style and Beauty Doctor events, people who leave comments, people who double tap, things that those people love, and that's who I'm catering to, as opposed to trying everything to try to please right. everyone when that's yeah. impossible. That's tough. And it actually, for me, I, I, I guess I came to the same realization, but for me, it was actually a follower that said something just because I was at a point last year where I just need to take a little bit of time. So I let my audience know like, Hey guys, I'm like going away for a minute. Not like going away. I was still in my house. I needed to take care of some just <laughs> organizing and personal things in my life. And one girl left this comment and she was like, well, we just here, <laughs> we're here for quality, not necessarily necessarily quantity. So we'll be here when you get mm-hmm. back. And I wanted to cry. And then I was like, wait, am I not putting, am I just when I do quality or quantity? Are you guys not into it? And I was thankful, but then I questioned the whole, like how I was producing this content. Like you said, mm-hmm. I just want to be me and real and authentic. And when I have something dope to say or something fab to share, like I do. And when I don't, like my audience knows I'm probably sitting on my couch in like a caftan and that's just how we operate. With it's a true. cocktail, honey. In <laughs> all your fabulous <laughs> glory, right? <laughs> To be fair, I'm still, I'm sitting right now in my pajamas with a glass of wine, okay? So they know what's up. It is what it is. But I think the authenticity in bringing that back will serve people a lot better than trying to be like everyone else that you see mm. out there doing everything Man. else that everyone else mm-hmm. is doing. Because yeah. I think people's attention spans are becoming short-lived for the perfection, for the fakery, mm. for the, just a lot of it. We got a lot going on right now in America. We need truth, no alternative anything. So, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think that's just where probably we have just switched our opinions to. Yes, real. Give me real. Yes. I know you're locked in tight and soaking up all this goodness, but hold on for me just one minute or maybe two while we hear from our sponsors. 
Way back when I was in high school, I took French for three years, but now I know nothing. (laughs) So in January 2023, I decided I really wanted to commit to learning French. I chose Babbel. I knew that Babbel was designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tools for learning a new language are approachable, rooted in real life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. I feel accomplished when I hear that lets me know I got an answer right. So on my most recent trip to France, I actually nervously tried out my Babbel French skills and it was fun. I didn't feel so in the dark. So if you would like to add learning a new language to your new year, new me list, then I've got a treat for you. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners to get you started right now. You can get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash SPQ. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPQ spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SPQ. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm sure it's not hard for you to believe that one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. About a year ago, I signed up for the Lifetime All Languages Learning Account with Babbel because I'm just that enthusiastic to learn. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed to help you start immersing yourself in a new language ASAP. They also have these cool virtual, very intimate classes that you can drop into and you can interact with other students as well as learn hands-on from a teacher. Babbel's tips and tools are accessible and they are approachable. So if you're really serious about learning that new language, here's a special limited time deal for our listeners, okay? Right now, you get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash SPQ. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPQ spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SPQ. Rules and restrictions may apply. back on the facade of things and the lack of depth in how people are creating these images online that you can't necessarily connect with all the time. One of our Facebook comments actually said, in response to Kristen's comment, she said, yes and no. That's her feeling. Whether she agrees or not, yes and no. So Uh she's in, in the middle. She says, yes in that sometimes the online version is such a fabricated version of the person that they end up being different people. I have literally met some friends, she uses her quotes, some friends in person and thought they ought to have been flogged or awarded for their staging, photoshopping, slash filtering game. She ain't come to play. No, she says, I would not have recognized them if I was being paid to do so. (gasps) Whoa. (laughs) Hey, wow. And then she said, no, she doesn't agree in the fact that followers equal revenue in many instances. So that's pretty real money. 
So she's saying that she can see both sides of the coin because she can see Mm. where people are so fake and not genuine enough that if I can't even recognize you in real life, I know that you can't potentially be doing anything in real life of substance that's equating to you. Wow. Did she name names? Let me stop. (laughs) I mean, I think that's, wow, that's unfortunate. Have you ladies ever come across or met up with anyone in real life that you had been online friends with or social media friends with and they didn't match up to their profile? No, I've never been catfished that I can really think of off the top of my head <laughs> like that. I mean, but I will say that I've met people that you perceive life to be a certain way just based off of what they post on the gram. And then, you know, you meet them and you develop more of a closer real life relationship. And then you start peeling back on the layers of the onion and you realize, oh, okay, your life is actually nothing like that. But they still look like the person they did in real life. (laughs) I've never met anyone that looks. I've seen people that might look a little different. But see, I'm in the makeup world, so sometimes what makeup looks like online can look, you know, totally different in person. Nothing where I was, like, gagging. I don't know. It's not like a psychic thing, and it's not like a I can read somebody's personality off of what they post online. But sometimes with certain people, you can. Like, Monica Style Muse, like, she seems so cool online. So anytime I, like, she pulls up in my feed, I'm, like, smiling because she's just such a dear and it's such a joy to look at. And then I meet her in person, it's the exact same thing. Hmm. But with her, it was like, I don't know, I was expecting her to be great in person. Right. Because, like, I felt her online. In my former life, I was a financial salesperson, and I had to do all kinds of things where it's like you want to marry your personality to the client. So I've come across many situations where I've had to, like, adjust my personality to match that with the person that I'm, I'm speaking to because I'm trying to sell them something. And that kind of taught me to deal with different people. But there's been people who I've seen like on YouTube and they're like easily talking to the camera and they're like full of life. And then in person, they're shy, they're more introverted. And I didn't understand that until I started to try to talk to my camera myself. Yeah. And I couldn't do it because I was like, obviously I can talk to a camera. I've done TV stuff. But it's hard for me to be able to connect with just right. the camera because I look for nonverbal clues. I look for changes in a person's tone. I look for body language, you know, things like that. When I first met Kristen, I think that we were both like right off the bat because we both have really hyped personalities. But you see how I'm getting like hyped now talking about Kristen. <laughs> but she like was like somebody else was a little more reserved and introverted. I'm like how my voice is like going down right now and I might so it's sometimes yeah, you play off of them. So I can see how people can be different online. And and not that I'm saying that there's anything wrong with it. I just feel like sometimes people who may not be able to express themselves in person or in, mm-hmm. in real life, as they say, I can see how they can take whatever persona. It's like their own Sasha Fierce, and they take that I, Sasha Fierce and put it on the Internet. Yeah, I think personally as a content creator, I think the best compliment that someone can give me when they meet me in real life is, oh, my gosh, you're exactly the same person as I watch on YouTube. You're mm-hmm. exactly how I thought you would be. And that doesn't mean that I'm always that same person. I'm always on. I'm always exactly how I am. Like, we're all humans. We all definitely have our different emotions. If you talk to some of my, like, best friends that have known me for years, they'd be like, she ain't always like that. Sometimes she's moody and just wants to drink in the corner and not talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. But we all go through our, like, phases. <laughs> but I think if you're able to connect with your core and just who you are as a person and 
that's able to translate on camera and someone meets you in real life and feels mm-hmm. that and makes that comment, that to me is like a million Instagram followers. Okay. That's what that feels like. Yeah. To me. And to me, one of the best things, and like you said, that is the best compliment to get that you're the same as you are online as you are in person. Because I think I, me, I like to be able to meet my I hate to call people followers, but that's what they're called. But I, I love to be able to meet Your my friend. friends, the people that have, that have read my blog for years, watch me on YouTube, and follow me on Instagram and things like that. I like to meet those people, and it goes back to, because it helps me with creating content, because if you put a face to some of the comments that are left, and sometimes people don't leave comments and things like that, so it's hard to gauge. When you meet somebody in person, and you see what their personality is, and you see what draws them to you, to me, that's like the best thing ever. If I could, I would just have an event every weekend with five to 10 of people that read my blog or watch me on YouTube and just like just chit chat and things like that. Because again, it goes back to why you started your blog. It goes back to knowing your audience. It goes back to being able to get that insight as to what you're doing with content and, and the things that you post. It's really good to hear different people's opinions, especially when it comes to social media, because none of us knew that we'd be living in this world right now where social media plays such a big role in our day-to-day lives, whether it be that you're a content creator or whether it be that you're a consumer. And because we know how quick this world can change when it comes to social media and what's hot and what's not, I think it's important to understand that when someone says social media popularity can be like having monopoly money, the real underlying factor is not to try and cut anyone down. It's more so to say, pay attention. If you're a person that's out there that's trying to make money off of your social media, if you're someone who's trying to monetize from your audience, you need to make sure that you're making the right moves so that it's working for you. And it's not Mm -hmm. just a facade. It's not just that you're in a situation where you're pretending to be someone and pretending to have things that you don't really have. I just wanted to say that your audience is so smart. I like these comments and everybody's different perception of what I said. Totally. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. You can keep up with Miss Chris on Instagram at Miss Christogram and Danielle on Instagram at styleandbeautydoc. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you have enjoyed listening to this podcast so far. Thanks for hanging with me, and as always, keep killing it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.